0: where she is right now. She's online with this game, and the only place she's going to slip up is in the game.
1: Oh yeah, and she's
0: in there dropping
1: little breadcrumbs for you?
0: Virtual clues, yeah. Virtual clue, Captain, each virtual clue leads me to a real clue. And every time I move up a level, something brings me closer to a real piece of evidence that's going to convict her. But there's a clock on this. Time's running out. I need to get to the next level.
1: You are on the next level if you ask me.
0: Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. And this is
1: Come in, 81 Kilo.
0: A Forever Night Podcast.
1: Although I honestly don't need that to sound garbled this time. I don't know. They linger. I can't help it. And if I waited until my voice was all the way back, we'd never record another episode. So here we are. And by here we are, I mean Forever Night Season 3, Episode 15, Games Vampires Play.
0: This is another one that I've. I people keep throwing the name out. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, you're almost at games that vampire play (laughs) on (laughs) on the Discord, (laughs) but then nobody talks about it because I haven't seen it
1: yet. Yeah, the Discord was a Twitter about this one because we all knew you would like it because it's the 90s, ooh, technology is scary episode. I feel like- Video
0: games are addictive and they promote violent tendencies.
1: Especially if you're already a vampire and you're like, ooh, I get to kill people with impunity.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Um, I feel like this was as regular as the Native American mysticism episode was the, ooh, let's create this mystical future technology and extrapolate how it's going to fuck with all of us and make us into murderers. Hell yeah. This was like, it just happened, you know. It was like a thing. It was like the body swap episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And here it is.
0: When, when do we get the body swap episode?
1: I mean, we don't, but we get like universe swap because we get curiouser and curiouser. And we also got the amnesia episode, which was Night in yeah. Question. Yeah. We don't really get a body swap episode on account of, oh, maybe Sons of Belial was kind of like the body swap episode. I guess. The I have given my my body over to a, another entity.
0: Yeah, my body is being used by something else.
1: I forgot how chaotic the second half of season three is. Because we got Sons of Belial, where he like goes on a murderous rampage, kind of. And then he like makes out with a lady's tits and asks for LaCroix's help. And then we got Night in Question, where he forgot about his past completely. And then when he does remember even a little bit, he goes and like flies off and kills a guy. And then we got the Fever episode, which we didn't even talk about the fact that Screed... The guy who passed away in the episode.:
0: Oh, yeah, for representation.:
1: who was played right. by Greg Kramer, is like one of the only openly gay actors who was working on this show, and he's mm-hmm. the one who dies of vampire not AIDS.:
0: And wasn't the actor HIV positive?: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he died kind of under mysterious circumstances. He was found dead in his apartment.
0: The actor was? Yeah, because he
1: was like a playwright. He was a poet. He did a lot of stuff. I mean, he was a very active in the theater community guy. And I think in 2014, he was putting on a new play. And right before it premiered, he was found dead in his apartment. Mm. Just like we mentioned the other guy with a Cockney accent, Danny. Danny, the kid Mm -hmm. from the first season, he was also found dead under mysterious circumstances. So I don't know if you had a Cockney accent forever night just be aware that's a thing that happened and apparently he had no idea what What Screed was saying, like Screed's dialogue was written out for him and he had to perform it word for word and was not allowed to ad lib. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck Screed is saying. Oh, because
0: my headcanon was that this actor was just completely off the wall and ad libbed all of Screed's lines. No,
1: those were given to him and he was not allowed to ad lib them. And he was like, what you see on the screen is an actor just doing his best.
0: I mean, he pulled it off.
1: Can you imagine you get like, you know, you're trying to make it. You get a part in a television show. Can you do a British accent? You show up and they're like, you're the bald guy that lives in the sewers and you sound like this. You're like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) What? And apparently he shaved his head for something else. So they just kept it. And then that little hat he wears Mm -hmm. is a thing that like he brought that with him. That's his.
0: Oh, that was Greg's thing.
1: He wore it because in another play, he used it to protect his head because there was a scene where he got like fire shot at him or something. So he wore this leather cap. And so he just brought it and they were like, yeah, sure. Go with it. So the only parts of Screed that are him are the bald head and the little hat, the little leather hat Hmm. that he wears. Everything else was like, okay, (laughs) hear me out. You're the vampire that only eats rats. I'm sorry. I'm what I get to be a vampire. You're like, oh yeah, I get to be a vampire. I get to be like Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. I get to be like ooh, sexy vampire. And they're like, no, you're the you're the rat sewer guy. <laughs> oh, and you're gonna die in episode thirteen. I'm what? <laughs> After you get to be in like four other episodes. Anyway, I was remiss in not discussing the fact that Greg Kramer. The guy who dies in the AIDS awareness episode it was the only openly gay. Oh, I don't know if he was the only, but he was one of the only openly gay actors on the show at the time. I'm just going to put that right there on the table. And I'm just going to let you guys, you know, think about those things. You kind of got to remember, like, the Internet wasn't. I mean, the Internet was there, but it wasn't as all pervasive as we discuss in this episode that we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. So there was not the uh, ever-present awareness of all actors' lives and sexual orientation. Right, it was just and, the tabloids. Yeah, it would have popped up somewhere and you might have caught it, you might not have. Maybe it came through on the um, email listserv. Yeah. The Fortnite L. Fortnite <laughs> L. Um, it was the the way that... Fans would keep in contact. I gather, and it was like an email listserv that you signed up for. And this was a thing where you emailed the listserv address, and it would go out to everyone who was signed up. And you could either get individual emails, which probably at the height of it you didn't want to do because that was probably a lot, or you could get digests where it would compile them and it would right. send them out. And they would have fan fiction wars. They would have all kinds of stuff on this thing. And I actually found, well, Meg found and sent to me this really old graphic where it was like, you know you're on the Fork night, like,
0: Oh, like a meme? <laughs>
1: yeah, like somebody made a list of like, ooh, here here we are. Like, here's the, oh, and I, I want to read it because there was one on there that I really felt spoke to us as podcasters. And I thought, you know, one of the thing about being a part of a Being the part of a fandom that is as old as this is you have to be aware of there is decades of fan culture behind you. And sometimes it pops up and it's like, wow, these people were my age when they were doing this and they were just as into this as I was. And it's kind of cool to see how fans gathered and... Identified themselves and discussed things before you could go to like for you could go to the the Facebook Forever Night page and join there. That wasn't right. a thing. You had to find another place to congregate. Um, and I, first of all, I love this listserv is still active and it is still available and you can still sign up for it. And I'm a member and I get an email like once a month. And I just, in my head cannon, this is hosted on a server. At Pennsylvania State University. Mm-hmm. And there are no archives. It saves nothing. It is a tiny piece of code that just redirects emails. And in my mind, it is buried so deep, they just don't know it's still there. And every time they get a new server, they just image the server and put the image on the new server. And it brings the code with it without anybody knowing it's in there. This this is my yeah.
0: Do not yeah. do not correct. Well, me. it's you're not you're not wrong. Yeah. So, list serves are they've just been around forever. It was it was a, like a really it still is a really popular way for like groups of people to communicate uh with each other and like back and forth in a way that's visible to other members of the community. And you can like tag things and you can it gets a little more complicated, like subscribe your feed to specific tags. But uh, my exposure has been like uh, the Linux kernel listserv or uh, like specific Linux-related projects or communities uh, listservs. And I think that's how they started. But the Listserv is a service that runs uh, on a computer yeah. in, at, at this school. And that Listserv server has a whole bunch of Listservs that it hosts. And you can have a like redundancy setup where there's multiple instances of this Listserv at different places. Right. And you can have it archive things. Uh, or you can, like, for a digest, it has to archive things for, like, the last month or something. It just doesn't preserve them after that. But it's, like, there's a, like, email address uh, uh, for the, this listserv. Yeah. The, like, the Forever Night one amongst the, like, other 200 listservs that are yeah. running as part of this listserv service. And all it has to do is read the emails. Right. It's like, it's like so computationally cheap that it, it's not worth it to like clean up old stuff. Yeah. Especially if it's still being used. Right. Probably they have something where it's like, Hey, uh, everybody on this listserv, there has been zero activity for six months. If there's zero activity for another six months we're going to shut this down yeah. because it's not being used and then like send out monthly updates all right it's 120 days until this goes dead it's 90 days 60 days 30 days right you know 5 but days but no it whatever. still gets used yeah but the forever night one still gets used and so the it's effectively free for this university to keep running the right. list serve that supports the forever night list serve so they keep doing it.
1: Or maybe the professor that set it up is still there. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, who knows? Um, the other day, the lady who owns the Cadillac, not the hero Cadillac, or no, maybe she owns the hero Cadillac, not the one that got wrecked, but the other one. Um, she sent out an update that was like, it's still doing great. I'm not doing as well. So like, I don't go to uh, car shows as much as I used to. But like, it just got in and got a whole bunch of work done because the brakes were locking up, but like it's still running and I still have it and it's still cool. And I'm like, can you be my friend and can you will that to me, please? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that I found, or Meg found, the all I needed to know I learned in life, all I needed to know in life I learned on Fortnite L. Mm -hmm. In my head, it's fork L, but that's not, it's Fortnite L. And... Um, I will put it up on Instagram. So if you want to go read the full list, you can, because it's quite extensive. But the one that I thought really, really resonated with us still. And I thought, wow, we're this far away from the original airing and the original fan community. And yet, getting the hang of the art of cheesy rationalization greatly enhances your life. Yes. (laughs) And then there's another one later that's like, Mick wins. You'll see. Wait, no. See cheesy rationalization above. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like that one really applies to this particular episode because it's the technology is scary. And uh, and I
0: have a cheesy rationalization for all of the technology. Well,
1: and I am so glad because I really feel like this is us just carrying on our inheritance as uh, the new wave of fans coming to this I mean new. I guess I have also been in it for 20 years, but saying that out loud sounds absolutely fucking ridiculous. Guy predate Facebook, so I had a forever night page. I had like I was on the web rings where you click on the web ring thing and it would take you to another Okay, do I need to explain what web rings are? I guess I do. So everybody used to have their own personal pages because Sorry, you didn't have like a Facebook profile page. You would go to GeoCities and set up one or maybe you got fancy and paid like a lifetime loan, like a lifetime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lifetime domain registration. Lifetime
1: domain registration for like racheloak.com or whatever. And then because there was only com or gov or edu. And you would put that up. And then you would make your little website that said, like, I'm a fan of Forever Night. And you would put all your links and your pictures and you would make all your little whatever. Everybody did it. It was a thing. And then if you wanted people to find you, you would sign up for web rings and you would apply to be in the web ring. You put a little graphic at the bottom of your page and it was like, I'm a member of the Forever Night web ring. Go to next page. Go to random page. Whatever. And you could click forward back or random and it would take you to another page in the web ring.
0: There would be some server running the web ring thing, and you could say, "Send me the previous like web page in the list of members of this web ring." Yeah. Or s- give me a random like web page link for a member of the list. of yeah.
1: And you might find uh, somebody who was super cool, and you liked their page, and you wanted to see they. You'd check their updates to make sure they'd update recently to know it was not a dead page, and then you would bookmark it so you could go back later. And that was how the uh-huh. internet worked, folks. Um, and this is the era in which this whole episode is taking place. There is no social media. There are no cell phones that have the internet. This is literally um, you went to the internet. The internet was away from you. You had to go and purposefully engage in the internet. That's why they're like, "Where was she logged on?" Oh, she was uh, logged on in her office. So oh, we're just setting. Could the you stage. fake that kind of
0: thing? Uh yes. yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, it's fine.
0: So this episode would have been like filmed and produced in 1995. So I remember in like 94, 95, uh, my uncle took us to this like trade show. At a local uh, space convention center space whatever and it was uh, a whole bunch of like computer ish stuff but they had like at the time the full immersion VR experience and they had the like the pedestal like circular thing that you stand in and This really heavy headset, like, it was hard to hold my head up straight. And you had gloves and, like, a a toy gun. And I think there were two of them. So you would play, like, uh, multiplayer or, like, uh, two-player point-and-shoot combat game. But it was just, like, there were two levels to it. And there was two elevators that you could take to go up a floor or down a floor. Yeah. But it was all wireframes but you could see the outline of the other person you could see like if you looked down at your hands you could see roughly where your hands were because they had like the position detection because of this like pedestal this platform with the wall half walls and the rings they had all the position detection sensors built into that and it was this huge heavy rig and all you could Show like graphically was wireframes. Okay, and then, <laughs> and so that would be representative of like cutting edge VR technology in like ninety five.
1: Yeah, you mean it wasn't a sunglasses with a wire glued to it and a couple of glo- leather gloves with some lights on it?
0: <laughs> that never turned Lies.
1: Off. I'm sorry. They you know they didn't bring the good shit to the trade show.
0: Okay, clearly so. My headcanon about the VR technology in this head in yeah. this episode. LaCroix was working with <laughs> the hardware developer. I
1: love it's always LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> it's so always good. LaCroix. It's
0: always LaCroix. Uh, Lacroix was working with the the guy who developed the the VR hardware. Yeah. And they were investigating how does vampire hypnotism work. Mm. And so the the headset, the the glasses all that's doing is like interfacing with your brain and your eyes the same way vampire hypnotism does and that's why and so it's receiving like brain activity for moving around and doing commands and then it's sending you the visuals from the computer uh, of what's happening like on the multiplayer server yeah and that's why sometimes you see the we we only ever see um, Nick, the the hardware dev, and the lady wearing the, the VR rig. Yeah. But I think that's, I, in my head, this is why sometimes you see them like moving their hands in the real world. Yeah. Mirrored in the game. And other times, Nick will just be sitting still. Yes, that's in why. In the real world. Yep. And but in the game, he's actually moving around and like doing hand-to- hand combat stuff, but he doesn't have to do the the hand-to- hand combat moves in the real world. It's because it's actually a purely mental interface, uh, like masquerading as this like haptic feedback glove technology, yeah, with position sensing relative to the glasses. So that's, that's my headcanon. That's your for story, and you're sticking why, to it. how this stuff worked. Okay, and you can't convince me otherwise.
1: This cheesy rationalization moment brought to you by Matt's second cup of coffee. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Okay, so, <laughs> um, I guess we should start the episode. So we open on a guy in sunglasses and gloves with lights. This is our VR rig. I will accept no notes. This is. This is how this works. We have a
0: rotating wireframe cube on a com- CRT computer screen.
1: I mean, that's fucking high tech, okay? Yeah. He tap, 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 taps. He debugs code, okay? He debugs. He debugs it. He does, yeah. because with,
0: with keyboard clicks.
1: Yeah, because he's like, oh, this feels almost real. I guess I better debug the code. And then he takes everything off and he's like, tap, 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 tap. I am doing my job. And he puts it back on and he's like... um oh, yeah, this is so nice because he's talking to the the sexy vampress in the game who is wearing nothing but a leather vest <laughs> strategically located over her decolletage. And he's like, oh, I've got an hour to kill because she says, are you here to play? Are you here to work? Are you here to work or play? And he's like, I'm here to play. I got an hour to kill. And she goes, but it only takes a second to die. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is so real. Um, this is the moment where I have to say, did he program her? Because if he programmed her, he would be aware of what her responses should be.
0: Okay. So here's my, (laughs) my interpretation of what's going on with, with this game.
1: I knew you were going to like this episode.
0: He, he developed the hardware, the interface. Yeah. But she did. So she mentions that she was doing animation. Yeah. In like. A uh, video game school? I don't yeah.
1: know. And <laughs> the, the computer school that they went so to. So I yes. think
0: in my head, she designed all of the the story in the game and the characters and the animations. And he worked on the interface, okay. the VR rig.
1: Right. So to, he doesn't know what to expect from her.
0: Right. Because, okay. oh, she added a new thing to to the game.
1: Oh, it only takes a second to die? God, she's sick. I love it. Okay. All right, fine fine and he can feel her fingernail she's like oh and the
0: the lacroix consulting and the lacroix consultation process that's why it's vampire themed
1: what does lacroix call his his um contracting like his contracting company
0: uh nightcrawler consulting
1: oh you think so and then their tagline is with a friend in the nightcrawler who needs enemies (laughs) And yet somehow he still gets business. I don't know how it works. So I can't even get followers uh, he, on Instagram. He
0: gets every contract that he wants to get.
1: Oh, this is, yeah.
0: Because of hypnotism. Yeah. And just uh, contracts he doesn't want. I think it's Nick, I want, think it's Nick he, sucks. Leave, away, leave I think him it, alone.
1: I think it's Nick sucks with an X. Nick S-U-X.
0: Nick sucks. <laughs> no, that's his password.
1: Oh, oh, for everything.
0: <laughs>
1: I wish Nick would suck. <laughs> <just kind> of
0: <laughs> Nick is such a puritanical loser. <laughs> wow,
1: that's a lot of... No, it's eight and under, and I need a. I need a special character oh, and a right. capitalization letter.
0: I was, letter. <laughs> I was uh, working with a code thing at work the other day, helping somebody debug something, and we were complaining about variable names yeah. in the computer code, and uh, I think this part of the code had really short variable names, which really short variable names are really hard to figure out what they mean Yeah, if it's just a letter. And so I was explaining that way back in the day, like the first, after like writing raw assembly code, but before like Python, there was a period of time where you had like a higher level language for writing code where you could write like basically English words and mathematical symbols to to do stuff. But the length of the variable name was limited because of memory. Mm -hmm. And so they would have like longer variable names, but only the first eight characters of the variable name were used. It would truncate the rest of the, it would cut off the rest of the variable name. And so I was explaining that like a lot of like old school coders from like the 80s and early 90s, they got into the habit out of necessity of using short variable names. Right. And if they've just kept coding for 30 years, then they're still, they might still have that like built-in habit. The habit, yeah. And so that was my speculation on why this particular section of code was written with really short variable names.
1: Nick sucks. I'm trying to bring you bring you back.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to reconnect the dot. Back. I know. I could
1: see that. I could see that look in your eye. The how did I get here from where I started?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. If he was if he was writing code, yes. But for passwords, if you're just storing text as input. In a computer program. You can yeah. you can store an arbitrary loyal. But imagine he takes it to
1: like the nerd herd, the geek squad, and they're like, <laughs> Okay, what's the password to your laptop? And he's like, Okay, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> he was brought to in twelve twenty eight. I'm sorry, is that all one word? No, there's spaces. Every word's capitalized. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, this guy is in his virtual reality world again because he's like, I'm here to play. I've got an hour to kill. And so the lady is... After
0: he's debugged the code.
1: Mm-hmm. And he, you can, we know he's debugged the code because she's dragging her fingernail across his cheek. And he's like, oh, my God, I can feel that. It feels so real. There's nothing on his cheek. There's nothing to create this
0: sensation. That's why it's hypnotism-based VR technology. Oh, okay, fine. Because that could produce the sensations in your body. Yeah. Anywhere. Uh, based on just input from the computer, and that would explain why
1: he believes it. Because he invented the hardware, he should fucking know what the limitations of exactly. the hardware are. And he's like, "Oh, I can feel that. It feels so good." And she's like, "Okay."
0: No, he says, "He says I'm so fucking good."
1: Oh yeah, I'm so. Well, he just says I'm good cause it's, <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it, because it's. Yeah. Well, because it's network television. Network but, television yeah. And then
1: pew pew, he died, and I'm like, "Oh, he died in the game." Does that he, mean he, he stays got in, shot the in the game? The neck <gasps>
0: this, at the same time. He got stabbed in the neck in the game.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that feels so real. He's so good at this. <laughs> he actually died. <laughs> it's like being in the holodeck with the safeties off. It's fine. Right. Uh, and then he goes into the into the intro. He, we, we uh, collectively as people go into the intro. And I would like to point out that I paused he, it.
0: He goes through the outro.
1: He does. He done. He gone. That's bye bye, bye. bye, bye low. R H low is gone, and so. We go to the intro, and I want to point out that I paused it because my son came out and needed something. And then Matt goes, "When did they change the intro? Because I happened to pause it right when Tracy is in the intro, and I'm like, at the beginning of season three, they changed. Okay,
0: I've I've seen the like here's Tracy like clip, yeah, but I thought this was like a longer sequence, um, a longer scene that was like put plopped in the middle of the oh, no. the intro. Because you unpaused it and it immediately went black to the black to black. You unpaused it and it immediately <laughs> went back to like black Ba-dum. background yeah. with white text. Yeah. And uh, oh, okay, we're just in the character introduction flip flop.
1: Right. Yes. So then we come back from the intro and it's Tracy and Nick driving in the car and Nick is driving and he's staring out the front window and Tracy is like. Um, Nick, I just want to tell you that I'm really feeling overwhelmed at work because I'm swamped with paperwork
0: Our Our paperwork.
1: paperwork I literally have it piled up to here She gestures above her head And she's like, it's our paperwork As in you And me And so my question for you, Nicholas B. Knight Is why am I the only one doing the paperwork? Our Paperwork As in you and me? So, my question to you, Nicholas B. Knight, is this. Why am I doing all the paperwork myself? I mean, partners work together, right? So, that means you should be helping
0: me with the paperwork. You and me. Good. Got that off my chest. What is his middle name? Brabant. His active legal (laughs) name is Nicholas Brabant Knight. Knight, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is this the first we're seeing this? I mean,
1: we know he's Nick B. Knight, I think. I don't know.
0: This, this is the first... Bertram. Like, ref, reference <laughs> I've seen to him having a middle name. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was... I, I think he shows up as up. Nick
1: B. Knight when we looked up his badge number, and the mm. only thing that showed up was his name and his picture. Okay. And they're like, this can't be right. And he's like, uh, be right back. And then he goes off. And <laughs> Maybe it was Aristotle's joke. He's a, he could have made him Knight Nick Brabant. That would have been really funny. Are you K Knight Brabant?
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'd be funny.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. here we are. We didn't get it. So Nick is not responding. He's just looking out the window. And so Tracy keeps going because she's making an emotional bid and he is not. He's not picking up what she's putting down. And she's like, partners work together, right? So you should be helping me with the paperwork. You and me doing paperwork together. And he does not look at her or respond. And finally In Nick's head,
0: he's thinking, Skanky never complained about doing all the no, paperwork. No, he's not
1: listening. I like to imagine the only right, thing in not. his head is... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm, mm.
1: <laughs>
0: he's hearing... The night crawler, but he doesn't have the radio on.
1: Oh, he's listening to the. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Finally... He, was, he was listening to the night crawler, but then Tracy turned off the radio yeah, to give still him listening. this spiel. Yeah. but he's still listening in his head.
1: Right. So I like, yeah, that, that would be good. But she finally wraps up with, Good, I got that off my chest. Uh, I feel much better. And she's like, Nick, uh, Nick. And he's like, Yep, what? Yep, I was listening. She goes, did you hear anything I said? He goes, yeah, you said you feel much better. And that's good, isn't it? (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you lately? You're so out of it. And he's like, out of what? (laughs) Poor Tracy. Poor Tracy. All she wants to be is a good cop. She got put with this guy because through a series of really traumatic circumstances. He was the only one available. And then she just, everyone never... else was
0: paired up and she was the last match.
1: Yeah. She gave in the up the
0: dodgeball game. She
1: gave up a career building move to stay with him. And he's like, mm-hmm, yep, I'm listening. Um, what did you say?
0: Okay, up till <laughs> now, it's been mostly like shenanigans. Working. It's been mostly shenanigans. <laughs> Don't lie.
1: Don't lie. Don't lie to yourself. Nick lies to himself enough. So then we go to the crime scene. We respond to the crime scene and um, they're like, oh, he didn't react. I don't know how you know that. He just got shot in the neck. So they're like, yeah, there's no
0: signs of struggle,
1: I guess. I mean, they didn't hear he didn't hear the killer clearly or um, he didn't see them or he knew them is what Reese says. And then Nick picks up the headset and he's like, or or he was in a virtual reality game. And he was oblivious to everything else. How does Nick know about virtual reality? Nick can't. E- Nick doesn't even have a computer on his desk. <laughs> Nick forgets his no, cell Nick, phone. Nick half is the so time. high
0: tech. His computer is built into his desk.
1: Is that what it is? Okay. He just does the like. Oh, in the nineteen eighties when we we're like. Oh, like in Tron. And we were like, the future is your computer will be your desk. And so he's like tapping on the glass top yeah. of his computer because that's where his desk or of his desk because that's where his computer is. End mm-hmm. of line. Yeah. Um, I guess. But he's like, oh, yeah, virtual reality. Yeah, that's what this is. Uh, okay, Nick. Sure. Um, you, yep. Sure. And Tracy comes over and she's like, actually, this was R.H. Lowe. He's the co-owner and software developer at this company. And he had a partner. Thank you. That was like literally the only- Thank you for
0: actual police work. That
1: is, and are you guys ready? The only investigating that we do in this entire episode. No.
0: No. They try to solve anagrams.
1: (laughs) Which Nick solves with a piece of paper faster than they do. But that's fine. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. I mean, that's the most- I guess they do look into her background and they're like, there's nothing here. She didn't do anything. Like, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, who else could we look into? The janitor? Anyone? Did we look at who had access to the building? Did we figure out who might have been in the room? Are there security cameras? Are there fingerprints? Is there literally anything? They're like, I think she confessed in the game, though. So I'm pretty sure that's the answer. And we just need to go with it. Well, Nick does that. And we don't know what Tracy is doing while Nick is off shenaniganizing. Because this is the one time she's like, step too far, Nick. I'm not going with you. She's probably back doing paperwork. But I want to point out that Natalie is wearing her camel coat in this scene. And I knew Natalie had a camel coat, but when we went to meet Catherine Disher, she mentioned that she actually kept one of the camel coats, because there's two. Mm-hmm. And that she wore it to, like, a play, and so she got easily identified as Natalie. And then the Knicks fans are... Gare's fans ratted her out for leaving at halftime mm-hmm. at intermission because <laughs> halftime like is football um, for leaving at intermission because they spotted her leaving because she was wearing her camel coat. And I honestly did not. I was not as aware of the camel coat until now. And then I'm like, wow, she is wearing that camel coat in every scene. <laughs> it's just like the Natalie. OK, I put on an outfit and now I put on my coat. Yep. Yeah.
0: So why is it called a camel coat?
1: That's the color.
0: Oh, camel that color is re- coat.
1: that that type of coat is referred to as a camel coat, though like khaki. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why, and I think it's the type of fabric too. It's like a wooly, felted wool type of fabric. I don't know. It's called a camel coat, it just is. okay. So I don't make the rules. It's like the what? No, Meg looked up what the the puffy pants from the last week. No, he didn't get a flashback in this episode.
0: <gasps> he didn't You're remember. Right.
1: He didn't remember the last time he was. He was hanging out caught with a up guy in
0: a, a, like an imaginary environment.
1: I like to think this will be a flashback 40 years from now when he's solving another crime involving virtual reality. And he's like, oh, I remember virtual reality 40 years ago.
0: Anyway. I guess the virtual reality scenes replaced the flashback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They must have because I mean, that would have been a lot to get that and the virtual reality scenes and a flashback. And Reese is like, oh, yeah, video games. I know video games. I have a nephew who mainlines this stuff. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fine.
0: Like Tetris?
1: Didn't the PlayStation come out in 94? Yeah. Yeah. The first one. So Nick's spacey. I mean, he's just standing there like, I would literally rather be anywhere else. And surprise, surprise, everybody notices. And Reese says, I hope we aren't boring you. And Nick is like, what? No. Nope. Nope oh yawn no i'm fine i'm perfectly fine i'm not bored i'm not bored and so reese is like great can you follow up on ballistics which the only thing that means is he follows natalie back to the morgue because ballistics is in the room with us right now (laughs) y'all look to your left there she is so we go back to the morgue and we literally get this like Catherine disher has the dish tipped towards the camera and she just goes it
0: looked like a really unnatural angle to hold (laughs) this metal container right
1: it's just so she can go plink and drop the bullet in it and then turn to Nick and Nick is like, don't you ever get tired of it? And Natalie's like of what? What would I get tired of?
0: You, Nick? Yes, I get tired of you, Nick.
1: (laughs) I get tired of your bullshit is what I get tired of and Natalie's like uh, of what and Nick goes the routine the mundane the mortal like day like going to work every day i would like to point out that nick is a billionaire and he absolutely does not need to work he could quit and just keep coming to the morgue and hanging out with natalie and have no other obligations and it would be just fine
0: right he chose this life yeah
1: he chose this um every day he's choosing to work cuz he doesn't need to work he probably owns Toronto. (laughs) And finally, Natalie's like, "Uh, okay. And Nick's like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm just really bored of all this. And Natalie's like, well, that's not good because bored cops make careless mistakes. And that won't matter much to you because you could get hit by a truck and it wouldn't matter. But it's going to matter to Tracy if you being bored gets her in the line of fire. And Nick is like, I mean, I'm not like that bored. I mean, I'm just like, bored, bored. She goes, if it was any other cop, I'd prescribe a week's vacation and call it burnout, but with you, what do you usually do when this happens? And Nick is like, I move on. And Natalie goes, whoop, there it is. I hate to say this, but boredom on the job is a very common human dilemma. If you were anybody else, I'd prescribe a week on a beach somewhere and write it off as burnout, but you're not anybody else in the past when this happened. You've just... Moved on. Moved on. Well...
0: There it is. Look, I'm not saying that that's what I'm going to do. Look,
1: Nick. Like, well, see you later then, son. Like, I begged you to stay at the end of Black Buddha, and I regret it every single day because <laughs> I could be done with you. Then <laughs> she says, I get that being a vampire is thrilling, and losing it has to feel boring, but you wanted this. Like, you wanted a mortal life. This is a mortal life, sucker. This is it. This is what we do. We go to work, we go home, we watch some TV, we eat dinner, we go to bed, and then we repeat the process. And she goes, just do what humans do. If you're feeling stagnant, get a hobby. Start a podcast.
0: <laughs> Learn to Laquan live did. with it. Yeah, LaClaw was bored hanging around Toronto to yeah. keep an eye on you. So he got a hobby. He bought a, he <laughs> bought a nightclub. Well, first he started a podcast, yeah. and then he bought a nightclub. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and now he uh, has a consulting firm where he's working with a bunch of companies all over the <laughs> look
0: at Look at all, all these the things LaCroix is doing to keep himself like engaged and entertained in day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. What are you uh, doing, Nick?
0: I never thought I'd say this, but Nick, you could learn something from LaCroix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to the precinct with Reese. And he's like, Nick, in my office. So he pulls Nick in his office. And Reese is like, "Um, I'm worried about you. Do you need time off? Do you need a change of pace? What is happening here? And he goes, I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, but I don't like what I'm seeing from you.
0: I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, but I don't like what I'm seeing from you lately.
1: I think you need to take stock of this situation and work it out.
0: He says it all the time. Uh, you
1: said that in the last four episodes, Reese. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, just look back at the part where you were like, um, did we follow up on whether or not she used her car phone? No. No. Well, I did because y'all are not investigating this crime. How about the episode where we, we found one guy, we interviewed one guy, and then all of a sudden everybody had a sick friend and just stopped coming to work for like a <laughs> week? You say that all I the time. I don't want a repeat of this. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, again? I don't know. It doesn't matter. And he goes, cops are human, Nick. Sometimes they lose focus. Sometimes your partner uh, might have to start watching her own back when she's out on the street. And Nick is like, oh, I resent that implication. I Only
0: some th- cops are human.
1: I, I resent both the implication that A, I am human, and that B, that I'm putting Tracy in the <laughs> line of danger. In fact, I leave Tracy behind all the time. <laughs> I am taking such good care of her. And Nick is like, uh, you know, he, he tries to set the record straight, but Reese is not having it. He's like, um, you know the signs. I know the signs. There are no... What was the line from Solaris that we just heard? It was like...
0: There are no solutions. There are only choices.
1: Yeah, there are no solutions, only choices. And you just have to decide what you're going to do about it. We don't get to decide the time that is given to us. What we decide is what to do with the time we have. And Reese is like, that little chestnut, I'm going to let you go out into life and just chew on that for a little bit. So Nick walks out of the office and we hear from across the room, it's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what? And Nick is like, oh, no. They finally, up. they finally figured it out. Oh, wait, it's not about me. I would love for in that moment him to be like, <laughs> and <then ran> off. <laughs> and like what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I've been made Do you think, think Garrett did you? a
0: take Where Oh yeah They said it's a vampire And he went Shh.
1: He does look bored In this episode Like I feel like He's bored in this episode Like I would rather Be quoting Shakespeare It's because he's
0: Such a good actor Is
1: that what it is That's that's definitely What it is It's because there's no Well there is a female Co-star Which he gets to He doesn't get to Make out with her though <gasps>
0: That's it That's it He doesn't get to Make out with anyone In this no, episode No he doesn't he, No wonder he was Gare, like oh, Gare read out. the script For this episode And he was like I don't get to make out with anyone, oh
1: not even in the past.
0: And so then he doesn't even want to be here.
1: I mean, look at the previous episode; he got to have like a a weird bed scene where he was making out with a well, the lady there, in bed. There is the f-
0: the uh, one of me? the first VR scenes where the lady is like rubbing on his face.
1: Yeah, that's the one where he's like, Whoa, and they're like, but he oh, doesn't is get it- to
0: make out with her.
1: It's okay. We're they almost there. Let me get there because he's like, huh? And then he walks over. Because Tracy is with, like, a computer ops detective. And you can tell because she's got a plaid vest on and matching pants.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> how you know she's
1: computer. And so she's like, hi, I'm one of two people who investigate computer crimes in the entire in the entire department. You're welcome. And I'm here to be a detective and help you out. I've been looking at this game. It's a virtual reality game. I, I stopped because I wanted to write this down because here's what it is. Are you all ready? It is a virtual reality game. Combined with an online service. So it's an online virtual reality game that connects with a digital cell phone to a high speed mainframe at Virtual Dimensions Lab.
0: Which is not horrible. It's not a horrible way to describe this technology in in a TV show yeah. compared to compared to like other portrayals of technology in TV shows. Uh, which they have no idea they actually talked to a tech person to say okay what would what would it look like to have a functional vr game like a multiplayer online game uh that that you could have like a rig in a portable rig yeah oh well you can't use like landline like dial-up internet because it's too slow you're not going to get uh you're not going to get enough bandwidth to transmit the information and you're not it's it's not going to be low enough latency to have it feel like interactive like real time interactive right. with the other players on the online service. Okay, so it needs a dedicated form of communication. Well, you get a cell phone and you say, "Oh, it's a fancy cell phone." It's a digital cell phone. A
1: digital cell sure. phone.
0: Okay. You're making up technology anyway. Yeah, go for and it. And this sounds realistic enough. And then the computer that it runs on, like for the shared service, mm-hmm. needs to be fast. Well, the fastest computers at the time, the most powerful computers at the time, are mainframe computers, which mainframe computers aren't really used anymore. Uh, some banks still use them because they're really, really good at, um, like, high speed. uh like, high-speed, like, lots of small transactions for bank stuff. And and the code is, like, uh, proven to, like, not have bugs for you know, dropping things. Anyway, yeah. mainframe is the biggest, most powerful computer word in the vocabulary at the time. So I'm not upset at this description of the technology. Good job, everybody.
1: Garrett Winn-Davies directed this episode. Yeah, and I was looking up the writer because I wanted to see if she'd written any other episodes, but it looks like she's written three episodes. She wrote False Witness. She's written a bunch. She wrote False Witness, Love You to Death, If Looks Could Kill. So False Witness is the one where he breaks up the porn ring and he claims to have seen the the killer, but he didn't see the killer. That's False Witness. And then Love You to Death is... Oh, that's the one where he remembers like the death of the model, like the, the model gets kidnapped, but she also looks like that lady from his past that he thought she was a pure ballerina, but it, LaCroix tricked him. It's right. the season. And she was yeah. a pure
0: ballerina, but.
1: Yeah, she was fine. But, but he but, killed her anyway. Right. He killed her anyway. And if looks could kill, which I'm almost positive is the one with the three ladies that, um, they've been giving, they've been getting vampire blood. And so they're young. Right. Yeah. And then Killer Instinct, which is the season two premiere, and that's the one where Nick gets framed. And then Faithful Followers, the episode where he joins the cult. And then Games Vampires Play. So she wrote all of those episodes. I was trying to figure out if she had a theme. Like, apparently there's one guy who writes Star Trek episodes, and every Star Trek episode he writes, somebody devolves into
0: Oh, like animals? Something Mammals. like they
1: turn into a lizard person or they turn into a spider or they turn into whatever. And that's literally what he writes every single time. So maybe she writes the, the off ball, like the oddball ones. But no, no. But I, I mean, Garrett Davies directed this. so I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Anyway, the computer ops detective is looking at the game. She breaks down all of the, the tech, 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 tech. And then she goes, this is next generation stuff. And Tracy goes, hmm, I prefer reality. And so the lady goes, yeah, but reality doesn't have vampires. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so Nick puts on the glasses. He's like, oh, okay, cool, let me try this out. And so he puts the glasses on. And um, he gets awkwardly into it in front of everybody because he's like, oh, hmm, oh, like heavy breathing. And they're like, oh, is it a pretty lady? What? what is I would be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I just have to go to the bathroom. I cannot watch my partner get super turned on by this video game right in front of me. He can't help it. He sees Awkward. a pretty woman and he's just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> must have. And then he takes it off and he's like, oh. <laughs> pretty girl, huh?
0: Yeah, very pretty.
1: It's so awkward. Well, I mean, they're, it's, they're like, wow, that was, was actor, that good, huh? And he's like, He's oh. just putting
0: on sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who knows what, when Gare was portraying that, yeah. what he was imagining that Nick was seeing. Oh,
1: we know what he was imagining. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's fine. And then he turns around, in real life, he turns around and she's walking through the precinct. The lady from the video game. And he's and, like, wow. And this he's like, good. He does not get shocked. He's like, I manifested that shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's so excited. And so it turns out that this is Rita, the co-owner of Virtual Dimensions, which is the company that is making this VR headset. And she met R. H. Lowe at school and they clicked. And Nick does like a eyebrow lift and she goes, We clicked professionally. Only only we did not slap if you want to call it that we just clicked and nick is like "Mm, okay well his lost that he didn't hit that because i just about did and it was just a virtual version of you and then she's like we are pioneers we designed the hardware he designed the hardware i designed the software and like that's what our company is all about like we're going to change the world and he's like "Mm -hmm, okay cool so where were you four hours ago when he was murdered And she says she was on the internet giving an interview to some computer rag. Probably buzzed. Buzzwire. No, buzzwire's (laughs) from (laughs) Moonlight. Sorry. I just got my vampires mixed up there for a second. And they're like, where did you log on? Where did you go on the internet? And in my head, I can just hear the log on sound. The like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If You didn't know what that was. You are under the age of 30. Congratulations. Look up a.
0: Audio, um, uh, you, know audio always, of
1: internet, you know what I always You know what I always think about when I hear that. Do you remember um, that animated television show? It was one of the first computer animated television shows. It was called um, Reboot. Reboot, and they go out on the internet. They go through a terminal and go out on yeah. the internet. And the people on the internet—that's how they talk. They're like, <sighs> like when they're trying and to they talk meet to them, pirates. Yes on the internet internet. yes and i you don't go back and watch it though because it's way better in your memory than it is in real life yeah i remember it being like oh that was so cool in 3d it's like beast wars like the first beast Mm -hmm. wars and you're like oh that was so that was so cool and then you watch it now and you're like i could probably make that at home on my phone like the Mm -hmm. anyway it's fine so she's like in my office i logged on in my office And they're like, okay, can we check that? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So then we kind of cut from that because Nick is like, yes, yes, this is very nice. But where did we put the headset? I'm just wondering, like, where did we put the VR game? So I'll know for later when I am logging it into evidence like a good police officer. And they're like, oh, it's in in lockup. And he's like, "Mm, okay, cool. So he, like, leaves to go get it. So he... He goes into evidence lockup to quote check out the goods, aka the headset and the gloves, and he just puts them on in lockup. He's like, I can't even wait. I got to do this again right now. There's a hot chick here. I could make out with her, it, with impunity, and I'm about to go do it. And so when it turns on, hey, they're in the rom. They're in that little entrance room in the rom. Yeah. Where we filmed the top Dark balcony Night area and where we hung out with Meg when we were on our Toronto trip, mm-hmm. and. Uh haha, Ironic. So then I just want to point out that the voice recognition, I was, before you know that this is actually her, which how could it be her? Wasn't she just at the police precinct?
0: Right. This would have to be, um, this would have to be pre-programmed. This
1: woman is a pioneer. She created a real AI before AI was even a thing. And voice recognition software that actually works.
0: Another, oh, maybe, maybe the... Vampire hypnotech is really good at converting it's not actually it doesn't have a microphone on it. It's just converting the the <laughs> ideas of the words in your head into the actual words.
1: <laughs> I love the level of bullshit that you have ascended yeah. to to explain I'm making all it work. The, thank you. You are making it work. Um, because I remember the first time my dad got a text to tie or a tight like a talk to text. Mm-hmm thing and you had to speak in a british accent to get it to recognize that you were talking so i mean this is doing great and then he ends up in this baroque uh boudoir room with a victim it's like a lady in a red dress oh no i was gonna say when did the matrix come out 99 so obviously the matrix copied this the woman in the red dress clearly yeah so In the game, surprise, surprise, he's a vampire and he has to kill to keep up his strength. And he has like a little timer in the corner and then he has little crosses that are his blood points, which if you've played Vampire the Masquerade, you know what I'm talking about. Those are your blood points that he has to expend to use vampire powers. Uh, White Wolf already did this, y'all. It's just not virtual reality. Unless you go to a LARPing game and then it's basically virtual reality. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, Rita is like, go ahead, kill her. She wants to die. She wants you to do it. So the lady walks over and she's like, I want you to kill me. Bite me. Do it. Kill me. And all I could think about was from the, the cow from the restaurant at the end of the universe.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my flank is especially tender. Yeah,
1: I've been force feeding myself acorns for months. My liver is <laughs> is bloated and tender. Like, um, If you haven't read that, that's from Douglas Adams Restaurant at the End of the Universe, which is one of the sequels to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And they go to literally the restaurant at the end of the universe. Like when the universe is about to die and a cow comes out because they have um, bred animals to want to be eaten. And so the cow is like, what part of me would you like to eat tonight?
0: So it's ethical.
1: It's ethical, obviously. And Rita is like, it's cool. It's just a game. It's not like you're killing people in real life. It's not like you're really a vampire. And I wrote in my notes, does the Rita character react in real time or have a set of responses? Because if they programmed a real AI, that's actually where the money is and not in this virtual reality game. Because probably this hardware is priced out of almost everybody's price range, which is what happened with the, um, the Nintendo Virtual Boy. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Virtual I remember Boy? the Virtual The Boy. only thing I remember about Virtual Boy is going to Best Buy and they had one of the things that you could wear to like test it out and it always smelled weirdly. Like it always smelled like weird sweat because it had this soft band that mm-hmm. pressed against your face and it had done that to like dozens of people already that day. And so all I can remember is the smell. Plus it was only red.
0: Yep. It was only red lines.
1: It was only red lines. So, and it was super expensive, which is why nobody made video games for it and nobody bought it. Yeah. So AI is where the money is, Rita. That's all I'm going to say. But Rita confesses to killing Low. She's like, yeah, I killed him. Of course I fucking killed him. Um, but I just confessed to you in a virtual game. And unless you're going to take me to virtual court, I don't think it's admissible. <laughs> 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 I-
0: I no love notes. how on point your, Thank you. your recreation Thank of that you. was. I
1: really felt like I was Rita in that moment. And she says she's hidden the answer at the end of the game, but he must get to the end of the game to find it. And to do that, he has to play. And Nick's like, "Oh, I'll fucking play. And then he kills the lady. He's like, oh, yeah. And
0: he kills the lady. And his blood points.
1: <laughs> boop, 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 Yeah. And then Rita disappears. And the plus signs at the bottom of the screen fill up to indicate his health slash blood points. And this is him passing the first level. And he gets to go to the second level, which is walking through this door. And we find out the display is displaying both the time that he has left in the game, which is roughly 12 hours, and the blood, like how much blood he currently has in his system. Because vampires only have the blood that they <laughs>
0: The only blood in a vampire's (laughs) body is the blood that they've recently consumed.
1: Correct. And so Reese interrupts him because he's just standing in the middle of evidence lockup, heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) They probably heard him from outside the room. They're like, is somebody hyperventilating in there? And they look in there and Nick's just like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which the evidence locker is supposed to have like a dedicated person. The The detectives can't just go into the evidence locker by themselves. Oh, I
1: beg to fucking differ. He did. And then Reese comes in and he's like, have you lost your fucking mind? And Nick's like, I'm sorry, what? I was I was busy. Um, I was busy in the game. <laughs> and he's like, Nick, that's fucking evidence. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's why I'm investigating it because it's evidence.
0: <laughs> There's evidence inside here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Reese is like, do you know where your partner is? And he's like, Skanky? Yeah, he died. She's like, no, fucking Tracy, where is she? And he's like... Oh, no, I have no idea. And Reese is like, yeah, she's off actually investigating the crime, you know, with the computer detective lady whose name I never caught. I'm so sorry. And Nick says uh, he thinks that Rita is actually playing a game with them. Yeah, she's playing a game she's she's toying with me I can tell and I I just need to get in this game and figure it out you got got to understand I mean it's easy to see how Reese is like the fuck is wrong with you because Nick is like she's playing with me I can tell she's playing with me this is all a game to her and she's toying with my mind and Reese is like you need to get out of here and you need to go back with your partner. And Nick is like, I mean, whatever, but I'm pretty sure all the evidence we need is in this game. And Reese is like, get the fuck out and go find your partner. Stop well, he, arguing. you tells with him me. to
0: put that away.
1: And Re- Nick just, and just carries it out. out. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go find my partner. And he just sticks it all in it. He doesn't even stick it in his pocket. He's just carrying it when he leaves. Yeah. And I have to imagine Reese is like, this is a victory. This feels like a victory. He left the evidence lockup. He didn't leave the evidence, but he left the evidence <laughs> lockup. At least he'll go heavy breathe at home and stop making everyone in the precinct uncomfortable. <laughs> and we go to what I actually think is the computer crimes office with LED underlighting and all of these programming manuals up on the top. And not virtual dimensions. I think this is actually supposed to be, like, the computer crimes division. Because right,
0: the, the like, inv- interrogation room later has the same, like, LED backlit,
1: underlighting, yeah.
0: backlit like, pillar things with, with the gray walls.
1: Right. And the computer detective.
0: What like... kind of police station is this?
1: <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the glow up between Lucifer Season 1 and Lucifer Season 2. So Lucifer Season 1, she's in, like, a regular police precinct with, like damaged tiles on the ceiling and it's kind of crummy and then season two all of a sudden it's this huge like open concept open concept building with modern architecture glass walls and modern architecture and that's what this feels like this is what they were going for i think but really it just feels like this is a corner set it's just this corner because there's no ceiling either Mm -hmm. and so this pillar disappears up which is probably just there to hold cables i don't know what it's there for and it's got underlighting. And then this lady is sitting at her computer and she's like, oh, yeah, no. She actually logged in at that time. Like she was actually on the on the Internet. It's fine. Like I checked. And Nick is like, well, can we fake that? And she's like, it'd be hard.
0: But you could.
1: But you could.
0: Yeah. It's called and, a VPN. Yeah. And <laughs> They're tr- common now.
1: They're common now. And Tracy goes, yeah, well, according to this paper that I conveniently have in my hand, if Lowe's dies, she gets everything. So when he oh, died, she yeah. got the whole business. Now that the hardware is developed and it will need no tweaking and no changes. No and improvements. It is perfect and it is ready to go into production right now. And there will be no need to do any kind of updating or i'm lying, i'm joking that that doesn't happen <laughs>
0: she's she's very short sighted
1: no hardware survives she's, first she's contact with the, the enemy uh, because yeah, she's the game, a psychopath apparently <laughs> she could have just made the virtual reality game where she got to kill him eh, at the computer <laughs> since she's so good at that Um, so then Nick and Tracy start fussing because Tracy is like, Nick, please, I just want you to be my partner. I want you to help me with this. And then at the end, I want you to do the paperwork. We already discussed this. Like, I need you on my side. And Nick is like, no, the clues.
0: She'd have to be online somewhere to do that. But that's hard to trace, harder to prove. Yeah, Nick, come on. I know, I know. We have no evidence. Okay, I, I got the same speech from Reese. But look at this way. Right now we have nothing. If there's a clue or clues in the game, it can't hurt to keep playing. <laughs> he he says, cannot say the word clues without clues that accent. A
1: truly stupendous amount of times. It made me feel like I was listening to I think Crime Junkie with the kids because I am who I am. And they were talking about semen. They were like, Oh, there was semen on the shoe. And my daughter was like, Um, what's semen? And I was like, Well, it's genetic material that comes from a man. And, you know, I kind of I explained it without having to kind of get in depth about it. And I was like, well, it's fine. They're never going to mention it again. And the whole rest of the episode was like semen, 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 semen. semen. It was like they just if you had control F to semen in that episode was probably in it 57 times. And I feel like that's the approximate number of clues that are in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, no, no, the clues are in the game. I'm telling you. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Help me to investigate this crime. This is my career we're talking about. You clearly are torpedoing your career, but I am still here and I'm still trying to figure this out. And Nick is like, yes, but we have no clues right now. So we have to like, we have to look where we can and where we can is in the game. And what harm will it do if I just play the game for a little bit? It's fine. Tracy's like, well, it's not really procedure. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like they wrote about VR games in the handbook because they would just be brand new, slash, non existent, slash, just a pair of sunglasses with a wire. Just
0: just think about it like, oh, there's a serial killer and they sent in like like a puzzle to the police station. Yeah. And oh, if you can solve this puzzle, uh, it'll be a clue to catch me.
1: Yeah, that's what the Zodiac Killer did. Yeah.
0: So Nick just needs to explain it like that. Yeah. Like I have a hunch that she's playing like some a psychopath kind of game. Yeah. And uh she left a trail of clues in the video game because the thrill of the potential of getting caught, just like, for example, the Zodiac Killer yeah. sent in puzzles to the police station because Yeah, those it's puzzles not had unprecedented. Clues. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And instead, but he's, Reese
0: has, doesn't have enough imagination.
1: Uh, no, Nick is being too skeevy about it. He's he like, no, I think he I really just is. need. I think I just need to play this game, y'all. Because look, um, it takes place in real life Toronto locations. That that's a clue, right? And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And he's like, well, I say it, and so I'm gonna run, and it's in my pocket already, so you can't fucking stop me. <laughs> and the computer lady is just standing over there, like, uh, okay, so. Um, I was looking at the game while you guys were arguing about clues, and it says that um, it's randomized, so every time you play it, it's different, and it's also self-deleting, which means you have one shot to find out whatever it is, and you have 12 hours to do it. How does she have access to the source code for the game, but she can't...
0: She may just have access to the mainframe,
1: and she's
0: looking at the game files.
1: Because I feel like you should just be able to tell who made these changes and when and it be like, oh, Rita programmed this. Uh, that's,
0: that is a, a common problem, like version control in yeah. source code. And mm. a lot of really small uh, shops don't use version control.
1: But they're not small.
0: There's two people.
1: There's the owner and the co owner and then there's right. other people.
0: S- small as in the number of people writing code.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I guess. I like to think that she looked in there and all of the documentation was just LaCroix's rants. <laughs> 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 what is version control? Except a way of trying yeah, to I'm, go back to I'm the I'm imagining that work. there's
0: some like there's some like dashboard or something on the mainframe. Yeah. Like here's here's the game stats. Right. For ongoing, like, game sessions. And, like, here's the folder with the files for, like, the game session that Nick is playing in. And, oh, like, each time he completes a level, the file for that, like, virtual reality space gets deleted.
1: Yeah. ah, That makes sense. Well, Reese calls while they're in the middle of this and tells them both to come in. And Nick's like, um, yeah, okay, that's really nice, but I really need to get back in the game. And Tracy, right. we even like,
0: hear Tracy say, "Yes, he's here too, or yeah. he'll be there too." Right.
1: And Tracy's like, "No." Um, Reese insists that you come in, and so we go back. And Rita's at the precinct because Reese has called her in, and I have to imagine it's just to highlight to Nick how, like, ridiculous he's being, but it does not work. Because Rita is like, "Are you saying I'm here as a suspect because I confessed to you in the game? The shit are you talking about?" And Nick's like, "hmm, why did you hide why did you hide your clues and clues in the game?" And she's like, "Oh, what?" And he's like, "I know you're playing with me. I know you killed Lo, and I can prove it." And she's like, "Um, can I go?" Which smart move, Rita, That's exactly what you should. Am do. I being detained?" am I being detained? Can I call my lawyer? And Nick says, no, at the same time that Reese says, yes. And Reese tells Nick after she leaves, you're close to getting yourself an unscheduled vacation. <laughs> and Nick is like, fuck you. And he just leaves. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I'm, I'm going. And so they don't. I, he is so erratic in this episode. And the fact that Reese is never like, you're suspended for the next week. You need to go home and Check your premises. Like you are freaking the fuck out. So you're freaking what? me out. You're freaking her out. You're freaking Tracy out. You are torpedoing this case. And Nick, no, he doesn't ever say that. He's just like, careful, Nick. And Nick's like, I'm gonna be fucking careful. I'm gonna be fucking careful all the way back home.
0: What stands out to me is that all of this back and forth, in and out of the station, over and over and over again, yeah. is all happening in one night. Yeah. Because it, he has, he has twelve, 12 hours. hours for the game. Yeah. And so that's one night. Shit,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yes, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Reese is like, Where are you going? He's like, Go it, so he just leaves. And where he's actually going to play
0: video games in my room,
1: (laughs) I'll go home to play video games, dad. So he goes, Actually, where he goes is the real life boudoir where he was in the video game. He recognized it, he knows right where it is, and he goes, Right to (laughs) it. I've been there, Um, I've
0: made out with a lady here before.
1: Nick knows a boudoir, okay? He even, <laughs> call, he even calls it a boudoir. Yeah. This, a boudoir, is that's where he goes. So he goes and he's like looking around and then he sees the door that he leaves through in the game. And so he walks in there and there's a silver skull. Oh my God, there's actually a clue. <laughs> and so he picks it up and um, puts it in his pocket because he immediately goes to the next location, which is some kind of terminal. He says it's something BC Place or something. I'm not from Toronto, Someone's probably going to be like, it's this. And you know what? Thank you. I really appreciate that. I heard it from all the way over here, but I can't repeat it. So he goes to this terminal and he puts on the glasses again to play. He does not need to specifically be in this location, but here we are. He's here. And Rita is already there. And she's like, wow, good job. You already found the skull. Um, But the challenges are going to get a lot harder And uh, Megan over there is all for you. So Megan in question is heading up the escalator. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. So he runs over there and she's like, no, no. And she pulls out a cross and he ends up uh, zooming away, getting around behind her and killing her. And I have to imagine at what point was Rita like, wow, he is surprisingly good at this for a cop.
0: His his vampire neck bite technique is impeccable for a human detective.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. But um, she's too into her game, I guess. Because he um he does all of this at the station. I because he starts out on one side and when he comes back after he's killed the lady, Megan, um, and he is grabbing this fence, he rips the glasses off and he is vamped out at the station, and he's over by that, that fence. So he must have walked across the station while he was yeah. wearing the glasses. And there's lots of people here. And he's like, whew, wow, okay, he pulls himself together, and he's like, hmm, where would it be? Ah, in this potted plant over here.
0: And so he just <laughs> walks over, and he's uh, like... It seems like such a weird place to put... Like the clue. it ha- The clue.
1: <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything that he's doing. He's just like, okay, I'm by this fence. There's a potted plant by this fence. Okay. I mean, the first one kind of made sense because it was through the door. This one doesn't make a ton of sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he takes the clues back to Tracy. And he's like, oh, look, I found a skull and a piece of paper. <laughs> I think they're clues. And Tracy's like, Nick, you are not okay right now. Reese is going to blow important blood vessels. That's what she says. Nick, is this your idea of a joke?
0: Rita said I'd find what I was looking for if I kept playing the game.
1: Rita in the game? Right. Right. Nick, Reese is going to blow an important blood vessel if you don't stop pushing this. And the computer yes. lady is standing there because she's with she's apparently assigned to Tracy for this entire night mm-hmm. and she says, um, maybe we should try something different. She's trying to be the uh, disinterested third party that can redirect Nick's um, vibes right now mm-hmm. and he turns to her and he actually hypnotizes her into agreeing with him. He's in like
0: front of. Na- in- um-
1: tracy natalie
0: and tracy in
1: the middle of the precinct he's just like no i'm right you know i'm right tell tracy i'm right and the lady's like he's right (laughs) and natalie is like oh hell no because she's standing right there and she sees the whole thing and she's like can we talk in private and he's like can it wait and she goes i don't think it can
0: could we have a private chat can it wait absolutely not I really don't have time for this. What the hell is wrong with you?
1: Tracy was right there. You hypnotized a cop right in front of her.
0: Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have.
1: Shouldn't have?
0: Look, there's been a murder. And no one seems to want to solve it but me. I mean, no one wants to do it your way through that game. It's the only way.
1: I love how sassy Natalie is yeah. in season three. <laughs> She's like,
0: slap, slap, get your act together. She's like, the you're fuck, out of line.
1: The fuck, Nick? In the middle of the precinct. And he's like, well, I mean. I, I needed her to agree with me. She's like, What is wrong with you? And he's like, Well, was it that wrong? I got away with it. And Natalie's like, You get to kill in this game, don't you? And you fucking like it. Thank you, Natalie. You just, just right out with right it. To the, just, just right, right to the core it. of no, the issue. Love it. Fucking love it. And Nick is like, I mean, I don't, just, you don't you're don't. you not my mom. It's about the clues. <laughs> and Nick, Nick is like, Well, whatever. And so he takes the game home. He storms off. He takes the game home. He goes over to his fridge. He pulls out a bottle of blood. And he's like, okay, whew, I, I'm going in. I am not letting this game control my life, but I'm going to play it literally every second of the day that I possibly can. And this kind of reminds me of season one when we would have the Euro minutes. hmm What are you looking up?
0: His middle name.
1: Rabont.
0: I'm looking in the, like, fan lore. <laughs> okay. There's... <laughs> if there's a reference to what his actual middle name is.
1: Uh Well, this kind of reminds me of season one when we would have the Euro minutes and every once in a while it would be like, I'm going to go home in the middle of my shift, put on my black silk pajamas and I'm going to think while putt-putting.
0: Or throwing playing <laughs> or cards. Or throwing
1: playing cards or playing chess or bouncing the ball against the wall or whatever. He had a series of ones that he would do. Oh, I miss season one. Anyway, so... This kind of feels like that because he's like, I'm back home. I'm back in the precinct. I'm back home. I'm back in the precinct. So he goes back to back home. He drinks a little blood. He's like, OK, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to play the game. And then he goes to play in front of his fireplace because this is the only acceptable place to play a virtual reality vampire game. And <laughs> LaCroix shows up. And LaCroix like, hi, Nick. How's it going? I brought you a present. And it's a bottle of human blood. And he says, it's a bit young, but it's still got an earthy flavor and a smooth finish. He describes it like wine. Oh yeah. And Nick takes it like mm.
0: Reluctantly. Okay,
1: fine. And so he takes it from him. And LaCroix's like, so I've been sensing that um you are. I've been like, I've just been having the weirdest dreams, and they're about you being all vampire again. In- Am I really dreaming, Nick? And Nick actually opens the human blood and drinks it. And then he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But also I've been playing this video game and video games, it turns out, makes people violent. Did you know that? <laughs> Lacroix's like, okay. Um so this game is what has rekindled your vampireness? And Nick is like, I'm doing it to solve a crime, dad. <laughs> and Laqua's like, "Yeah. Mhm. Yep, yeah, that's very nice. Um so have you killed in this game?" And Nick's like, "Um I don't I don't know. Yeah. It's for the clues. It's for the cues." And Lakwa goes, "Well, that's impressive, you know, and I approve." Um Yeah, I'm so glad this game that I I mean that that was made is helping you to come back to me.
0: I'm so glad this game that this is the first time hearing of it yeah, is I'm... is helping you uh, slowly come back to to our side of things.
1: Yeah, and then he just dips. This is like the third bottle of human blood he's given Nick in like several episodes, and then he's like. Yeah, so I'm just going to leave that with you and I'm going to go. But you know what? Have fun in your game. (laughs) Then he just leaves through the skylight, I assume, because skylights are the natural means of ingress and egress for all vampires. And so I didn't even point out that in um, Dead of Night, when Nick breaks into the mansion the first time. Oh, no, when he breaks into the uh, building where the guy is dead of fright, he breaks Breaks in through the skylight. He like, mm-hmm. shatters the skylight. So then Nick goes back in, and now we're in. A... Oh,
0: and I'm, I wanted to highlight. Okay, when Natalie is chewing Nick out, yeah, she makes reference to the numerous setbacks we've had recently.
1: Oh, is that is that like a reference to a previous episode?
0: Like, like demon possession. Like demon like,
1: possession, and like the, the thing where you lost your memory, and then there were the ghosts, and Oh, thank you for pointing that out. Good good eye.
0: Continuity. Yeah,
1: Nick has effectively abandoned his, his desire to become human at this point, just in favor of uh, a never-ending series of shenanigans. Yeah. Because he goes back into the game, and now we're in this factory-slash-warehouse thingy, and Nick almost gets killed by an attacker, and he ends up hunting around the facility with his mouth open the whole time. I mean, these fangs are bigger than his normal fangs, so maybe he was like... Had a hard time closing his mouth. mouth. He's also heavy breathing, and I encourage everyone to listen to this scene with some really good headphones on because it's louder than the background music.
0: It's like, (laughs) and it's not, it's not synchronized with the video. No. (laughs) so this is like a voiceover
1: yeah some foley artist had to be like
0: (sighs) so so we're seeing like the video game version of nick move around yeah but i think the the heavy breathing is coming from nick in the real world
1: i don't don't. i don't want to know this is heavy breathing (laughs) to the microphone but he comes back to himself um after he kills this guy in the video game and then he's like, well, look, there's human blood on the table because he's already forgotten LaCroix was there. Mm-hmm. So he drinks the human blood that LaCroix, quote, left. And then he goes straight to that factory or slash warehouse. Now, the boudoir, I get. The terminal, I get. But how did he know which specific factory slash warehouse this was so that he could just go there? I mean, he's been in a couple. He's in that one. He's in one in the episode...
0: Um, maybe in the video game he just like opened up the the like quest menu (laughs) and it listed it so it it has the location name
1: he's in one in in Dead Issue because that's the one where Stone Tree's friend um, kink shames his wife and they end up having a showdown in a factory yeah and then he's in one again in Hunted which is the one the Jack the Ripper one no, the unnamed unnamed hunter is after oh, yeah. him and she catches he,
0: he is in one in the Jack the Ripper episode. Yeah. Because that's where the like new detective dies.
1: So he's been on in his a watch. fair number, I guess. So maybe he's a connoisseur. He's like, Oh, that's the one where I got attacked with Stone Tree, but that's the one where I saved Skanky. It must be this one. So anyway, he goes straight there. And he just walks through it. I don't know how he gets in. It doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, look! Upon the floor, there are some clues that have just been <laughs> left there." I'm,
0: okay, so these, especially in this one, like there's employees walking around. This yeah. is an active, like industrial
1: facility. Yes. yes.
0: And there's just shit on the floor. Otherwise, it's pristine. They're keeping it very clean. And some employees just walked by. Um, yeah. And why didn't? Why aren't they picking up this stuff on the floor? I'm wondering how did Rita place these items here? Because I, I think part of the challenge that she's like setting out for these clues is yeah. it would be difficult for just a regular person to get into these places. But I guess she knows that it's a detective um, playing the game so they can just flash the badge. But how did she get in? Maybe. Oh, oh, I guess any of these places, any of these places they would have had to like scan, they would have had to map them to make the game area, that virtual space in the game video game. So they, I guess her company would have had, some kind of contract with these locations to say, hey, we want to use your your industrial factory space right. as a virtual area in our video game. Uh, so we need access to it to uh, play whatever. Yeah. So I guess Rita could have said, hey, uh, I need to go like checks of details on this area for the whole video game thing, you remember that? Yeah, I just need to go check on something.
1: Yeah, and I'm uh, going to leave this stuff behind. Don't touch it. Okay, thanks. Bye.
0: Yeah, I just need to leave this here for a few minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, don't move it. Okay.
1: You feel better about it now? I feel
0: better about it now.
1: Okay. So he ends up finding an hourglass and a nightstick to join the list of clues. And they're just there on the floor. And um, okay, so then he takes that back to the precinct. And Tracy's like, great. Thanks, What, Nick.
0: more collectibles from your video game?
1: Yeah, that's what Reese says. Reese is like, oh, look, more collectibles from the junk shop? Captain thinks you've lost it.
0: And you think he's right. Well. More collectibles from a novelty shop, Look, I know how you think this looks. Listen, I can drop this game right now if you want me to, but I swear Rita Scott walks if I do.
1: Um, is everybody? I mean, I get it. Okay. I mean, I know. Nick didn't come to this from a place that really felt very healthy. But at this point, he's actually finding shit. He found an hourglass on the floor at a warehouse. And they're like, well, I mean, yeah, that's how they time things. That's what the. uh...
0: Okay, so what if. (laughs) uh, They choose interesting words for the items. Yeah. And it feels a little contrived when they finally say, oh, it's an anagram. Um, Maybe it's a riddle maybe yeah. it's what do all of these things have in common right like
1: no they go straight uh, to, straight, anagram. to an, straight and they to both anagram. go straight to anagram
0: yeah okay great um maybe each of these items <laughs> has like one of the little label maker like sticker things oh, on so it so
1: they know what to call so it? they know
0: what to call it
1: <laughs> well I, the the point at this point is that tracy and reese are still like you're being fucking ridiculous but honestly he is finding shit like why wasn't making progress right i mean the skull you can kind of be like oh maybe it was left over from halloween decorations at this museum that has this boudoir in it um but also like why was there an o-type blood bag label shoved in a potted plant and then he finds a it's not a nightstick they call it a truncheon he finds a truncheon and an hourglass on the floor at a factory, and they're all like, "God, Nick, give it up." So, just so we're clear, Tracy is Tracy and Reese are shaming Nick for at least attempting to investigate
0: this. And usually, this level of criticism of Nick's like technique is like over a few days. They yeah. feel like he's wasting time, but for him to say, "Hey, the video game that." the dead guy was playing. Yeah. It still has an active session with a countdown. We have 12 hours to play through this game, like, because I logged in and it said, this is like a limited time thing. Yeah. You have one chance. And then our computer ops detective has confirmed that the game is deleting itself as it gets played. Yeah. Okay. Let's spend one whole like work day. Let me
1: work this through. Let me work through this.
0: Let me follow this lead to the end. They
1: find the guy. So I can discard it. They find the guy within four hours and then Nick has it solved in 12 hours. From the time this man dies to the time this murder is solved is 16 hours. Nick solves a case in 16 hours and we don't even need an additional murder to solve the case. This is the most successful he has been investigating a murder in like seven episodes. And yet they're all like, Nick, God, get your head in the game. His head is in the game. That's literally what he's doing. Uh, I can understand at the very beginning when they're all upset at him because he's being really hinky about it. I get it. But then by this point, he's actually finding shit. What do you, like he says, what do we have to lose trying to go through this? Like, let me see what happens. Let me chase my tail for a little bit. Maybe I find nothing. Maybe I find something, but this is, Timed, this is that right. This is like, a the
0: lady's not running away.
1: This is a collectibles quest She's in a, a video game, risk. yeah. You know, the collectibles quest in the video game that's like, Oh no, I don't have a preservative. This stew will go bad in two minutes. You have to get it from this side of the video game map to that side of the video game map. This is what's happening right now, except when it runs out, he doesn't get a second chance to take the stew again, right. I just want to put that out there. He's being ridiculous, but he's not being as ridiculous as they're making him out to seem.
0: Right. It's it's not what he's doing. It's the way he's doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if Tracy's bothered, she could follow up on ballistics. Nick isn't. We never figure out ballistics. We don't look into it at all. That gun right. is owned by end, someone.
0: Nick just says, here's the gun. It should match the ballistics. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, all right. That's fine. Uh, But Reese is like, you're being ridiculous. These virtual clues are ridiculous. Actually, Reese is like clues because Reese is, I think, actually American. So he's like, "Uh, yeah, no, these are ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. And Nick's like, cool. Yeah, whatever. I got to get to the next level. And (laughs) Reese goes, you are on the next level, Nick. You are next level weird right now.
0: No, no, I'm not. And no, Nick's like, I, I literally fine. need to get to the next level in the video game. In the video
1: game. So Nick's like, fucking fine. And so he just leaves. And he leaves Reese and his partner at the precinct so he can go home, have a little snacky, and then play some more video games. And so he's like, oh, look, another factory. Because he goes immediately back into the video game. And he's back in another factory. And this time there's a guy standing there and he's like, I light a cross on fire. And Nick is like, woo, yay.
0: And <laughs> that a bunch a... of ninjas come at him with <laughs> swords. <laughs> Shh, sh, sh.
1: Yes. <laughs> and there's a magical disappearing antagonist. A guy comes at him with swords. Um, he ends up electrocuting the guy. Actually, I think the ninjas were in the last factory. and this one, he electrocutes the guy, but it doesn't work. Oh, okay. And he ends up flying around the warehouse. And I have to wonder, was flight a part of the original programming, or did Nick do that? And then it just copied it, like it it coded on the fly for him that he's flying around in this video game? Because I want in real life for him to have flown and banged his head on the ceiling. His own ceiling <laughs> ah, in his God, apartment. I'm not actually here. No,
0: he um, just went through the skylight.
1: but he ends up killing the guy or whatever and we go back to the precinct because tracy and the computer lady and reese are really trying to wrap their head around what the fuck is going on right now and the lady's like the computer lady is like well you know um people really like video games and the internet i mean people are doing it they're going out on it because it gives them something to do And it's kind of an ego boost when you win these games, especially when you're playing against somebody else. And maybe this lady is just hooked on her own game. Maybe she's hooked on the ego boost of being the winner.
0: The thrill of the risk of being caught.
1: Yeah. And maybe we should just believe Nick for like two seconds and see what happens. I mean, I was hypnotized into this opinion, but also maybe we should just give it a shot. Uh, Because she is our only suspect. Our only suspect. Tracy
0: says she's our only suspect with a motive. Actually, she's our only suspect.
1: Yeah. So maybe for a minute, we just pretend Nick is right. And if after an hour, like I'll tell you, you have 10 minutes and then we're going to move on. Let's give this an hour and just see how it plays out. And in the meantime, Nick is like still looking around. He's actually found the second warehouse. Just from the video game. He's like, oh, yeah, I electrocuted a guy in that warehouse before. I'm going to go back there. And Tracy is like, okay, well, maybe these are actually clues. But if they're actually clues, maybe they're a game within a game. And Nick finds a noose. I don't know how he just finds these things. Because they're not really tied to anything that's happening in the game. Maybe he smells her. Yeah. Smells Rita. Maybe. Let's go with that. Because he finds the noose and then he finds a knife. And then he comes back down to pull out his cell phone to make a phone call, which there's no way anyone's making a phone call inside all of this metal, especially not in 1995 when you had the service of like, I can't even describe how bad the service was. Like, you, there's no way you were inside a building and you made a phone call. And the one thing that kind of, I don't, I like Gare as an actor just fine, but when you watch a lot of his stuff, you get, deep into a lot of his mannerisms and he has this I'm being really serious right now jaw thing where he like sticks his jaw out and like moves it side to side mm-hmm. he does that a lot in this episode along with the heavy breathing and so every time he does it, I'm like oh there he is they're like oh yeah I'm being real serious right now anyway he pulls out the he doesn't actually pull the cell phone out to call them yet he goes back in the game he's like well I don't have much time left I gotta get back in the game so he puts the game headset on which again this is a digital cell phone there's no way this is connecting to the internet from here but it's fine and there's Rita and she's like oh no you can't get to the next level until you figure out the clues and he's like oh damn it it's an anagram and she's like tee yes she kind of confirms it's an anagram which is helpful because then you're like oh okay that's why they went there immediately and sort of stayed there And so he logs off, and then he calls Tracy, and he's like, okay, I found two more clues. I found a noose, and I found a jackknife, specifically. Not just a knife. Thank goodness they realize it's a jackknife. Otherwise, we couldn't have gotten to our J. Right. And that it's a truncheon, not a nightstick. Anyway, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? Why are we nitpicking about this particular? Is this the worst part of this episode? No. So he's like, okay, here's the last clues. And they're like, all right, great. We're going to figure this out. So Nick writes down the clues on a piece of paper. They put theirs into a computer program. A
0: computer program, which is not helpful. <laughs> um, My favorite wow. part.
1: favorite part is the rotating dice picture the moving three-dimensional dice and tracy's like oh what does that have to do with it and the lady goes we get bored (sniffs) like i programmed this for fun and i just threw that in for shits and giggles obviously oh okay okay (laughs) okay and so nick figures it out in two steps he's like do 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 ah saint john's oh okay great it's a church and he goes uh a church and then we pan out to outside and we find out that the sun is also on the rise so it's day now and he has to go to a church and so while he's driving to the church because he figures this out like immediately it takes them a really they're like how about first letters and tracy goes no too eat too obvious and so oh, then they really? go through a really whole tracy bunch, they go through a whole bunch of different and they're like could it be a place? Could it be a proper name? And Reese makes a crack about, oh, yeah, I was at Sherrod, like, the other day or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, Real like, helpful. <laughs> this is a common thing you do, with, like, if you're in a computer programming class. It's like, okay, make a program that, like, combine does all the combinations of all these letters in every order and match them up against, like, dictionary words. Yeah. And score them as, like, how well they match. And then print out a list of all the matching dictionary words for this anagram. Right. We didn't get anything like that.
1: No. Well, there's no internet, so she's probably not running this from a remote server. She probably has it on a floppy disk. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) And she... But... You can fit the whole dictionary, like the whole like ten thousand words in the English dictionary Honestly, the, on one of these old computers the quibble, in small space. It's not
1: the, the thing for me is we don't eliminate the first letters first. Right. We're immediately like, Nope, too obvious.
0: Because they need to draw out.
1: Start with the obvious. They need to
0: delay the
1: figuring it out.
0: In the yeah. precinct, yeah. In
1: the most Uh, Nick is clearly the better cop in this scenario. That's how you can tell this was directed by Garrett Winn-Davies because Nick goes total cowboy and he's right and he figures it out before everybody else and he catches the bad guy and he denies his own nature and overcomes his baser urges. He's like the hero in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) because he drives over to the church and he has to run into the church while he's all smoky and whatever because it's day. And he makes it in, he throws his jacket off very dramatically. And then he comes in and puts on, okay, she's just sitting over in the chair. (laughs) If he had not put his VR glasses on immediately, he would have just seen her sitting up front. But instead he's like, no, I got to solve this in the game. And so he he puts the glasses on and the gloves. And Rita shows up. And she's wearing a different outfit this time. And she's like, oh, good job. You figured it out. The murder weapon is somewhere in the church. Matt goes, oh, it's in the holy water font. And so Nick in the, Nick in the game looks over at the holy water font. And she's like, ah, yes, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Reese and Tracy and the computer lady are like, oh, maybe it's the second letter and then the third letter and then the fourth letter and then the fifth letter. And it makes a whole sentence. And it's... A- <laughs> They're like not getting it. And this is the most, not cringe, because I hate the word cringe, but this is the most secondhand embarrassing section of this entire of this entire episode because she's like, oh, very good job, detective. And he goes, in here, I'm not a detective. You can call me Nicholas de Brabant. Yes, but you'll never get to it.
0: Oh, I'm not a detective in here. Here, I'm a vampire. You may call me Nicholas de Brabant.
1: That's the whole point of games like this, Nicholas de Brabant. People can be anything they want to be, except who they are.
0: I am a vampire. I am a vampire.
1: So from her perspective, this detective started playing this game and was really fucking into it. Like, so fucking into it. And then by the time he shows up at this church, he's like, no, I really am a vampire in this game. Can you not tell by my sex appeal? He's just like, no, I'm a real vampire. I'm Nicholas de Brabant. She's like, okay, I'm really glad I'm going to shoot you now because you're scarier than I am.
0: Which is... Could be perceived as like encouraging for her because she's like, my VR business is going to make so much money.
1: Yeah, he got real, real into this. Oh, yeah. And she tells him people can be anyone they want to be in here except who they actually are, except he's actually being who he, he is. He
0: is what he actually is. It's fine. It's okay. Fine.
1: All right, it's fine. Everyone wants to be someone they aren't. And who do you want to be? And she goes, "Um, I am exactly what I want to be. And that's the winner. And then she shoots him. <laughs> shoots him in real life. Because pew, pew. she's only got half of the goggles on. So she can right. like close my eye. Augmented reality. Game. Yeah. Okay, fine. So she shoots him with the murder weapon. In and... the
0: game, she shoots him with a crossbow. Yeah. And in the real world, she shoots him with a gun.
1: Right. Which is a good thing he wasn't so into it that he killed himself with like psychosomatic like i thought it was a crossbow so she shoots him like three more times and she's like ah he's dead which is the second episode where people shoot him think he's dead and then he comes back and ends up catching the bad guy it's fine
0: which yet another person (laughs) yeah at least he
1: hypnotizes it out of her only you didn't see me like you this, You didn't though. see me like yeah, this. Yeah, not you shot me and I seem to be okay. Yeah, right. no. So no. she
0: still remembers shooting him like four or five times. Right. And then he got up and wasn't bleeding.
1: Right. He gets up and he he says, if you're playing a game, you should know who you're playing against. And then he's like rah, 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 like fighting with himself to not bite this lady because... Um, he's gotten real, real into this game. It it yeah. it provided the hobby that it's, Natalie told him he should get. It's reawakening
0: old reflexes.
1: Again, just again. So then he turns around. He's like, okay, you didn't see me. You didn't see anyone or anything flying. Um, you're going to wash my car later. No, wait, that's an earlier episode. Um, you didn't see me turn into a vampire. You definitely didn't see me turn into a vampire. And she's like, mm, okay. And then... Of course, Reese and Tracy show up right now because uh, they finally figured out the anagram. Congratulations. They're like, John so Street? They-, they go John Street? And then, then Reese goes, no, St. John. So there's probably a John Street. So good thing one of them was like, oh, no, it's a church. Ha ha. A church in the vampire game.
0: Okay. So in this situation, they're in the church. Yeah. Nick. Nick has her. Uh, Tracy puts handcuffs on her and walks her out. And Nick's like, you go ahead, guys. I, I'm just going to. I'm
1: going to pray for I, a little I, bit. I'm
0: going to sit down here for a little bit and uh, and then I'll just go home.
1: You're like, why does this smell like barbecue in here? Oh, no, no reason. Yeah, he's stuck in this church all day.
0: Yeah. Unless he covers himself up again. At and least runs it's not a Catholic car.
1: church, so there's not iconography everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he gets out later. Maybe Natalie comes and drives him to home in the trunk. I don't know. And Tracy gets the line, uh, Rita, there's no get out of jail where you're going. And she's like, maybe not, but that's okay. As long as there's a game to play. <laughs> I channeled her again. I don't yep. know. Yeah. And then we do.
0: 100% co- accurate.
1: Thank you. Okay. They're like, oh, I'm addicted to the game. Oh. Okay, whatever. So we go back to the. To the loft, and Natalie's in her sassy red shirt. I love this shirt so much. And Nick, like, what? (laughs) This whole episode, he's wearing like a black button-down shirt, black pants, and then this black. Overcoat, and then all of a sudden he's like, What if? And now I'm just spitballing here. What if I looked a little bit like Steve Jobs, but not like exactly like Steve Jobs? Like I went blue shirt instead of black shirt, and then that would be a tie in to the whole tech development thing. And we could like make it about how Apple is evil and shit, okay? Which like agreed, but also, <laughs> uh, what were they doing in 95? Because we they had almost died out. We don't get the renaissance of Apple until we get the colored. Um, the colored IMAX. Actually, we just looked it up and Steve Jobs might have not been with Apple at this point. He leaves for a little while and then they're kind of floundering and he's like, all right, fine, I'll come back. And then he comes back and effectively saves the company, which kind of sounds like a hero story, but I don't know, look Steve Jobs up, make your own decisions. So Nick Nick is wearing a uh, turtleneck tuck, tucked into a pair of jeans and these are both Actually tight and slightly form-fitting, which is the closest we will ever, 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 ever get to seeing what Garrett Winn-Davies looks like without clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose, apparently, according to his Playgirl article. Yeah. Uh, What did he call it? Uh, Want to stay classy so I don't show my assy or something like that. It's really weird. <laughs> like the way he phrases it he's like no basically i i'm not confident enough to be nude like i get it it's fine i also don't put videos of myself on the internet certainly don't put videos of myself out onto television where i am shirtless although that's different because i have you know i have secondary sex characteristics on my top half he does not he could be shirtless on television yeah and yet and yet here we are it's Victorian. If I see his ankles, I get all excited. So I guess that works. You know, he's created the a scarcity mentality. <laughs> We're just happy to have <laughs> what we get.
0: He's and, uh, controlling the market.
1: Yeah. And Natalie is standing there with the glasses. And she's like, what are you going to do with them? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe we'll keep them. I was think about keeping them. I mean, there's no... If they shut the mainframe down, there's nothing. Right. Yeah. There's
0: nothing. All They're just an interface.
1: Yeah. E- yeah. And Natalie's like, okay, but like, I got really scared. Because I knew what they meant to you. They thought you were just being weird and investigating the crime. I knew you were just being weird.
0: You were fulfilling.
1: Edging towards these, homicidal. Yeah, these uh,
0: fantasies of actually killing people.
1: Yeah, because I know you're a serial killer and this was giving you the, the thrill, like the serial killer buzz. This was entertaining your dark passenger in a way you haven't done in a really long time. And it freaked me the fuck out. And he's like, all right, fine. Do whatever you want with him. So she tosses them in the fire. Is there a lithium battery in these?
0: Oh, I don't know what.
1: What type of battery was powering these?
0: Uh, It wouldn't have been a lithium battery, but it would have been some kind of chemical battery that could explode
1: yeah i know it doesn't matter it's fine it's a gas fireplace you can burn anything in those it's perfectly (laughs) fine so she throws them in there and then we like zoom in on them as they're melting and that's the end thank goodness he has natalie to be his exterior external conscience Mm -hmm. in most of these things because he left to his own devices with no natalie would have been like hell yeah i'm gonna keep these and then he'd have fun. turned it on and been like, "Where'd the game go?" <laughs> and then I need my fix. <laughs> and then he buys virtual dimensions, and he has them put it up just for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's to say he didn't anyway?
1: I know, and Lacroix's like yes. I know, maybe he or had Laquois a backup buys pair. It. Yeah, there was that other pair that she was wearing that had, like, half the glasses and half not the glasses. So there's other pairs of these. Maybe he was like, yeah, burn those. And then there's another room in the warehouse that has, like, six pairs and a server and just a guy chained to a desk. And he's like, program new scenarios. I don't want to, Mr. Nick. He's like, I need to kill a man today. And you don't want it to be you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's in virtual season four. Just kidding. (laughs) So anyway, we finally got to and thoroughly enjoyed our technology is scary 1990s episode. I've been waiting to get to this with for you for so long because I know how you feel about like hacked together, hacky episodes where they're Mm -hmm. like, I'm a computer guy. And you can tell because I use the words uh, technology words like mainframe and digital and uh, debug and code. and. (laughs) Uh sometime we'll have to do um hackers. Maybe we'll do hackers as a Patreon only episode. Yeah. And you can just rant for an hour and a half about when they go to the payphones and they connect through the payphones and they're like tap 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 like they just bang on the keyboards. Mhm. Matthew Lillard is in that. And his keyboard is like camouflage and it has stickers over all the letters. Yep. Yeah. So my niece, okay. <laughs> My niece hunt and pecks. She doesn't. I don't know the peck types. Peck types. Two fingers fingers. and a thumb. Yeah, and her, she was like, "I'm as fast as you are." Like, I'm sorry, honey. No, you're not. And she's like, "I mean, how do you put your whole hand in there? Then you can't see the keyboard." Like that was like the game winner. If you put your whole hand over it, you can't see the keys. I was like,
0: slam dunk argument.
1: Mic drop. Ha! Beat that. I'm like, "Uh, you should be able to type without looking at the keys. And she was like, nobody does that. Like, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is why when we watch Dune and there's a Gen Z person like Timothy Chalamet in Dune, I'm like, I have a hard time with you. Because I have niece trauma. I'm just kidding. She's not traumatizing. I love her to death. But she's also just so Gen Z. It's like having a window into this alien world where they are somehow completely consumed by technology and yet know absolutely nothing about it. Oh yeah Like by her age, yeah. we were building websites because otherwise, what did you do on the Internet? Nothing. Right. Uh, anyway.
0: Yeah, I had a website uh, by her age, yeah, because it, it, it was during high school.:
1: Yeah, you had an Angel Fire website.:
0: Yeah, for my yeah. the role-playing game club that I ran at the high school.
1: <laughs> Listen, when you're nerd, you commit for life, okay? Mm-hmm. This is a life sentence. And um, I don't care as long as there's games to play. <laughs> 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 oh, so, what did you think? How did you feel about the Technology is Scary episode?
0: This was good. It was good. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of the better episodes, like any TV show that uses technology as a core part of the plot.
1: Yeah, they did pretty good. I felt I, like. I,
0: I, I did have to work a little bit to rationalize. Yeah. Uh, like the the feed the like sensation stuff the haptic feedback yeah. part of it
1: okay yeah but once you realize this that, is all lacroix it's it's turtles all the way down if you go back far enough it's always lacroix yeah so once you realize it's lacroix it's fine no it's not really lacroix yes that's fan canon yes i know but isn't it better if we think it's like when we decided that Skanky knew? isn't it better if all of this is actually lacroix fucking with nick and ever so slowly pushing him back towards being a vampire.
0: Right. He's he's switched to playing the long game yeah. of indirect manipulation.
1: Correct. And he's doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll just leave it there unless you have something else you want to say about it. We don't hate season three. I don't. Remember at the beginning of this, I said, I'm going to help you to understand that season three is really good. And actually, some of my favorite episodes are coming up. Like some of my favorite episodes in the whole series are coming up. Is Games Vampire's Play? No, it's not, but only because of a the heavy breathing. Like just the heavy breathing. It's really awkward. And I don't know, it just feels um I don't know, it's just not my favorite. It's fine. It's good. It's a good it's a good episode. It's good. I like Fever a lot better. Fever's probably top 10 episodes for me. Yeah, I'm really excited. We're getting down to the like Uh, pedal to the floor we just got cancelled let's do some real crazy shit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so I'm really excited and I guess until next time friends
0: Bye. bye